The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome to my brother, my brother, me, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm your sweet baby brother, Griffin McElroy. So today's the 5th of July when we're recording this, and the question on everybody's mind is, what is, is it's a 5th of July tradition, what is the most beautiful firework that you saw yesterday? I love sitting around a circle with you boys and talking about all the great fireworks we saw and talking about our favorite ones. It's a favorite family tradition of mine, too. Yeah, every year. Every year. And and honestly, probably the audience is sick of hearing about it because every 5th of July episode for the last eight years, we've done this. Yeah, so I got my list, my list like I do every year. I got it in my Excel spreadsheet, and it's I saw 10 sparkly white ones. Mm, Uh, I saw three big blue ones. I saw... Uh, they didn't have any purple ones this year because I guess they have to mix the blue and the red powder and it's kind of wasteful. But I did see, did I just say the red ones? I saw like 14 red ones. And Dang. yeah, wow. it was a good show. They had like a whole red period going. And um, then they did one SpongeBob one. Whoa. Yeah, they did. Griffin, a- did, you, did you see any of those where it kind of spreads out and you think, oh, that's done, but then little fireworks fire oh. off from the ends of the one that just spread out, and it's yeah. like two fireworks in one? The double, uh, the double. I saw uh, only one of those because uh, again, times are pretty tight. But then, of course, at the very end of the show, I have here in my notes. It says they really just busted a nut up there and just really went wild. I tried to count them all. I was like, "There's a red. There's a white sparkle. There's a blue. Ah, damn!" And then, uh, you know, my pastor got upset because I cussed right in front of him. <laughs> How many did you guys see yesterday? Mine is eight fireworks. How many um, fireworks did you see? I don't want it to be a kind of a braggy thing, but I saw eight fireworks yesterday. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, here's the weird thing, Justin. I only saw one, but mm. it was the most sustained firework I had ever seen. It was one firework that lasted for an hour. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, and you would think like, oh, a firework that just kept exploding for an hour, but actually it was like it exploded, and then the image kind of walked around and like talked to people and, and just kind of talk. Yeah. It was, I honestly, God don't know how they did it, Yeah, but AI, it was just AI. like an hour of sustain and it had like personality and could like uh-huh. answer questions and like, so it's questions from the audience. Cause yeah. a lot of, um, a lot of fireworks are too fucking suck up. <laughs> no, this, this it. is really a firework of the people. And yeah, like yeah, by yeah. the end the of it, we firework. Were, yeah, we were like, oh, okay, that's a firework I could have a beer with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, the sponge, I, it was I, great. I had a similar one with the SpongeBob one I saw where I saw it from the front, and it was him, uh, you know, waving hi. But apparently, I, I heard some reports from folks in the neighboring neighborhood that, um, 
when you looked at that firework from the backside, his butt was hanging out as a prank, mm. I guess. <laughs> and, oh, okay. Yeah, so okay. The, the fireworks people got sued by the city for $100, and I'm worried about them. But uh, yeah, Juice, I'm glad you asked. I saw about 32 fireworks at the show, and then wow. I still wanted I still wanted wow. more fireworks, and so I came home, and I sat down in my thinking chair, just sort of my imagination station, and I closed, closed my eyes and pushed up on my eyeballs. Uh, you know how you can do that? You push up on your eyeballs, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. I, did, I made like l- more fireworks in my, like what I saw there in the darkness. Mm-hmm. You ever do that? It's fun, and you can pretend, you can make pretend that it's, I did you know, that one time too hard and pushed my eyeball back into my brain for a little bit. Yeah, 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 and, but you, that's where all the best fireworks are, but don't do it at home. We should say pretty, pretty clearly don't do Kids. it, but you can make pretend that there's a little fireworks guy in there shooting off his own did stuff. I tell you guys about my favorite firework I saw last year? What was your favorite one last year? It was a big Calvin, and he was peeing, and they had positioned it so he was right above a Ford truck dealership. Oh, so that's looked awesome. Like, and it was great because it looked like he was peeing on the Ford truck dealership, and his piss set it on fire, and the whole thing burned down. Oh, badass. Yeah, it was that's amazing. So sweet, dude. But it was um, heavily insured. So, like, in fact, I think they might have even done it themselves it might have been arson now that i'm thinking about it it might have been firework related arson i need to go talk to some people i'm what can i ask a question Uh Mm uh-huh why why does bill waterson hate the ford brand as much as he does well it did him wrong done done him dirty he bought a a bad he's a chevy man i guess well but he didn't used to be he used to be a ford Mm. man he bought a ford truck and he got it home and he looked in the back and it was full of snakes People always say Bill Watterson's in hiding, but the, for me, it's like, if I was making as much fucking coin as this dude must be yeah. off of Calvin peeing stickers- Living it. I, yeah, I wouldn't be working either. I'd be t- cashing the checks and thinking of, like, like, call my assistant, like, I got a new one. Think about this. Sure. You ready? Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an Instagram logo with Calvin being on it. He's yeah. like, anyway, talk to you next quarter. Here's the Sell thing, that. Justin. Everyone thinks that Bill Watterson is just like a recluse and in hiding, but actually, it's just that his Ford truck is so unreliable, he can't drive it into town. <laughs> and he's like, fuck, I wish I could go cash these checks. Yeah. I can't get to the bank because my Ford check. truck won't start. Fuck Love his truck. Bill Watterson today tragically found buried in checks. <laughs> Get so many. It's unreliable. If only Ford I could truck. get into town. God, I need to express my hatred of Ford even, in some way. You can't even buy a new car. Can't deposit. Can't, yeah, yeah. His Ford car won't. His Ford truck won't start, so he can't get to the place where you buy a new one. So the only way he can communicate the displeasure he has about the car that he's been saddled with is is by making more and, of these hilarious and, stickers. And you know what? Every day he's just on his knees praying that someone will come and pick him up and take him to the bank so he can deposit. He just gets down in front of the cross and he prays that he can go deposit his checks so he can buy a Chevy or a Dodge. I, I know what you're thinking. Can he just write a note that says, please come rescue me? <laughs> the answer is his publisher only wants Calvin stickers. Yeah. yeah. So he, that's the only way he can communicate. There was one <laughs> time where he tried to draw uh, like Calvin peeing on a note that said, please come rescue me. But yeah. the publisher saw right through that. Yeah. Do you do you all ever hear the story about how Charles Schultz, who loves uh, Coca-Cola so much, did one of Charlie Brown taking a dump on the Pepsi logo? <laughs> 
And then he took a really hard look at it, and he was like, I can't let anybody know about this. And he threw it in the garbage, but I found it. So if you're wondering why Griffin has a signed plaque at the Smithsonian thanking him for his generosity. Gosh. And it's I, right next to that that Charles Schultz piece. I, I just got I, I begs the question. Is there a brand you two boys hate so much that you want to put a sticker of a child using the bathroom on your car of it? Because I I'm, I got some brands I'm not a big fan of, and I'm I'm hard pressed to think of one. I think it'd be really fun, and I don't know one off the top of my head, but to find like a brand of like toilets. Yes, and and use that brand because then it's like, well, does he hate it or is he endorsing it? Huh? That's that's fucked up. If it's just him using a toilet on your truck, right? That's no good. <laughs> okay. That would be yeah. That's that, weird. that would be messed up if the brand that you chose was American Standard because then it's Calvin peeing. You're going to raise some eyebrows, I think, mm-hmm. with this bad boy because you're going to get Calvin peeing on the words American Standard and I think a lot of people are going to have some issues with that. They like to discuss with you in private. At this point, is that logo so recognizable that you could have Calvin peeing on Calvin peeing on Calvin peeing and like just kind oh, of a great. circle of them peeing on each other and then you're like, wait, does he hate the brand? No, it's about, the, it's about the futility of anger. It's about the futility of like vindictiveness because it's all, we're all mm. peeing on somebody and oh, we're all yes. getting peed on by somebody. So that's great, Trav. Yeah, it's pee all the way down if you think about it. Sure, it's all piss. It's all I piss. Really I don't want to. I mean, the only company I don't think I'm mad enough at any company. AOL, I was very mad at, but that's just a husk, right? That's not that's no, not anything not to get worked up about anymore. Uh, I would do Bush's beans because it's like, tell us already, Griffin. That dog just died this week. What? I'm. I didn't want to use the podcast. Are you fucking kidding me? I didn't want to tell you this on the podcast, but the the Bush baked bean dog died this week. That stinks. That's not a good energy to bring to this show, Justin. But you know what? I think the thing he would want most is for people to keep talking about him. You're right. You're helping to keep his legacy going. Let's celebrate his life here and uh, get to our first question. Do you think like right before... Like as the as his soul was going into its great eternal reward, he was just like a bit of mayonnaise. <laughs> he yeah. just like slipped away. He yelled it back across the rainbow bridge and flipped a bird to the mean bushes man. God, I hate that guy. Can we do a question though instead of talking about a dog that passed away? More? I do want to talk about the bushes baked bean man though. I I will say this, and then I'm going to let him off the off the hook. If you watch these commercials lately. This dude has gone through a transformation in 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 recent years, and I just saw an ad, and I barely recognized this cat. You guys know what the Bush's Baked Beans Man looks like, correct? Yeah, sure. we're all we're all agreed on this. Okay, I'm going to send you uh, his new look, and if you're at home, just like Google image Bush's Baked Bean Man, and you're going to find this this pic. This is what this cat looks like now. We've got huh. shaved head. Full salt and pepper beard. Wow, he looks awesome. He Vest. does. Cool jeans. He looks radical, and I think that he he like got so set, set, tired of the only people to talk about is like asking about beans. He just want to get his look extremely on on he point. Looks fucking great. He's got he that good good really bean good. living right there. Yeah. He's got a beard that I think even Travis would be like nice beard. That's a great now, beard. 
Is this a beard that I want to see eat baked beans all the time? Not really. No, that's the opposite. (laughs) He's not getting high in his own supply, Justin. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Fucking kidding me? You think he just sits in his office tearing into his own beans? Can't get jacked on beans again? (laughs) No. He's got to get the product out there. I'm just saying he used to dress like... uh, uh, like the, like a real the, fire, a fucking dweeb. I, I like wanted to pay him every Thank time you. he came like on a dweeb. TV. Yeah, yeah, like a dweeb. Um, now he looks, he looks dope as hell. That's so all I wanted to say. We spent a long time now talking about a dog who passed away and then a picture of uh, an attractive man who used to look like a real dinkus. So is there any <laughs> other sort of radio poison that we want to do instead of the uh, show? Or should we do a question? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, he looks I good. Want- he looks good. I don't regret it. He looks. Good. Oh, you're going to bring it back up again? Yeah, I, it feels a little bit like they're trying to give Bush's baked beans sort of an, a, a hipster handmade feel. Mm. But this may just be this dude's style. I don't know. I don't know. Get at me <laughs> if you're a listener, Bush's baked beans man. I want to look cool. The people waiting online while I'm riding on a roller coaster. Any tips for how to seem cool or not scared after I get on the ride? Hmm, that's pretty. That's from Zach. Um, I think that if you can talk about as the ride is pulling out of the station about how your dad built the ride, and so you know all the <laughs> twists and turns that are coming up, and mm. the ride's twists and turns and corkscrews and spins are just second nature to you. I grew up on this ride. Uh, this ride, this ride, uh, you know, molded me from the clay, and I won't be scared by it. If I scream, it'll be because I just want everybody else to get hyped up. Because <laughs> I love my dad so much. Because I love my dad very much, and I want people to know how much I love his work. My and handprints are in the base of the column on the world's tallest loop that I'm not scared of. Mm. Not scared of it. Maybe, like, when the attendant comes by to, like, do the lap bar and belt, you just say, no, thank you. No. And really, That's like, double great, down Travis. on that. You, they will make you, and and then when oh, oh, then when they try to make you say what what and like make a big sink and then get off the ride and leave and like I have never had to deal with this. Yeah, and then, they and then always it's like, let me ride without. Yeah, and then you're like, wow, that guy is so cool and unafraid. He didn't even need the lap bar, and then when they tried to make him, he was so opposed to safety, he left. Something like this, maybe, but you put your. A uh, three-year-old son on your lap, and you say mm-hmm. like he's a lap kid. Whatever, we don't need a. This is for children. This is a baby ride. My son is. I love my beautiful son, and that's how unafraid I am of this ride. This is a baby built. coaster. This that's is a good. baby coaster for kids. Could you, um, as you're pulling out, pull out, uh, and you can do this no matter like what your like situation is. Riding solo, going going with a a duo, a squad, whatever. Um, pull out an engagement ring in a little box, and then right as the ride starts moving, kind of lose your 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 you know balance and kind of fumble with it and throw it back into the crowd as it pulls away and be like, no! And that's not going to make you seem brave or cool, but it is going to distract them so much that they're not really going to be thinking about how brave and cool you are. What about um, if you, as the ride is pulling out, you whip a crossword puzzle out of I your like that. Uh, oh, back pocket, and then you put on sunglasses, and then some, from a speaker that you have built into your heart, uh-huh. Chameleonaire's Riding Dirty Oh, that's good. Playing. And it's kind of a combo. It's yeah. a look. I mean, it's an aesthetic. Light, light a cigarette. Mm-hmm. For Maybe the ride. when the ride's about to start, you pull out your laptop and you ask the attendant what the Wi-Fi password is because you need oh, to work on your good. screenplay. Oh, that's that's good. good. Yeah, that's very good. Pull out a big hot bag of spaghetti from your jacket <laughs> and dump it into a plate that you have in your back 
and just on your back taped there like a you know the gun and die hard and you pull that out and you, you drop the spaghetti and you look in the crowd with your cigarette and your sunglasses and your crossword puzzle and you say anybody got a fork as it pulls off <laughs> oh, yeah pretty good i do like that maybe pull out like a pillow and a blankie and just mm. like stretch out in the seat for a nap and you're like oh this is where i feel most safe just have a soldering iron and that you're warming up, and it's like, I just have some light soldering to do. So I'm trying to kill two birds with one stone, because that's how unafraid I am of Ooh, this ride. Pull out a clipboard and, like, a pen, and on the clipboard, at the top of the piece of paper, you have, like, printed out, like, a roller coaster checklist. And you're just like, let's see. Let's see how this does. And everyone's like, oh, he must be some kind of roller coaster inspector. That's good. Oh yeah, it could be like a. It could also be a list of all the roller coasters in the country, and you're very afraid of them, of course. But you've checked off all but this one, and, you're, and you show it to everybody proud. This is the last one, and then I'll have ridden every roller coaster across these great United States. Uh, that and you don't even have to ride them because what are they? How are they going to check that? It's uncheckable. That's a very good lie to start telling. Like yeah. I've ridden every roller coaster in America. Because if anybody tries to push you on it, it's like, tell me about this roller coaster. Well, there was a part where we started to go up a hill, and then we kind of yeah. sat there for like half a second. We thought, what's going to happen now? And then we went down the hill, and they're like, mm, checks out. Or, <laughs> yeah, more, or more simply, just like I don't, I can't remember individual coasters. I've ridden every coaster in America. They all, t- it's my great burden. That I can only enjoy <laughs> roller coasters holistically. I'm and cursed. I can, no longer I can never stop walking this land. I have to. <laughs> my soul can never rest. Do you think if you're the if you're a person who's ridden every roller coaster in America, and you see a news story about like new roller coaster opens up, you think there's a party? It's like ah fuck no. Oh great! I want to go to Duluth. Fantastic. Cool weekend. I just great. retired. Please no. Every time we name a town or city of any size, we get lots of tweets from people who are psyched that we mention them. Although sometimes we say it in a tone of voice. Justin just said Duluth as if a bee had just flown into the room. And he was like, ah, Duluth, I have to deal with this. Like, Duluth is probably really good. Well, that's the problem, Griffin. What he was saying was Duluth is too intense. And, like, I don't know that I'm in the mood to be able to handle all of that excitement and joy. Sure. Well, I picked it. I picked it because Duluth has the uh, Adventure Zone Canal Park. Oh, that's so fine. I, I want to drag them a little bit. Um, how about a Yahoo? Stop stealing our shit, Duluth. Yeah. All right. Fuck. We got. You're in our sights now, Duluth. You're on notice. This one was sent in by Nick. Thank you. It's Yahoo Answers user. They're anonymous, but I'll call them Duluth. Asks. When I'm sitting on the toilet. Hmm. My testicles. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes my penis hit the water. <laughs> Is there any way to adjust the toilet's water level? If we could do this in a way that doesn't get too crass, too blue, I don't even know if that's possible, but uh, this person's got a problem. They're, they're touching. And in, they're doing, in the, I believe in the UK, they call this having a hog splash. And mm. I want to be able to tell them something. Now, is possible they're having a hog splash because they got, you know, 10 pounds of hog in a five pound bag. <laughs> it could also be that the water in their toilet fills the bowl up all the way. Do you know now what I mean? That like, a, yeah, that's a problem. All the way to the top of the bowl, just a full, which is bad environmentally speaking. I For I, sure. I, I do. I like very much that this person's like first is like lower the water level where I think I would probably be overcomplicated at first and try to like design some kind of like sling or hammock that like would mm. still leave room for my business. 
yeah. for me to take care of my business, but also cradle my my package in such a way that just kept everything Travis, dry. My yeah. brother Travis wants to poop with his pants on, and I well, think that we all hold understand. Hold on, that is not what I said. <laughs> we all but... understand. Hey, we all understand the dream, Trav. We'd all love to poop with our pants on every day. Listen, uh, if I'd I could get that measurement right, if I could figure like the right ratio out, I'm not sure. saying I wouldn't. Sure. Um, yeah, Trav, similar vein, an anonymous user here. The not best answer. Uh, actually, nobody got any points on this one. Just a lot of stinkers. But an anonymous user said, booster seat. I got sick of wet dick. <laughs> booster seat booster seat's cool um is it can you adjust the toilet's water level i don't know that much about plumbing but i think no, it's sort it, of a one-size fits it has size the right fits. amount i mean it has the proper amount that it stops filling when the the i mean bulb go floats up and stops the water flow the so easy like, it's answer. got the right amount it's calibrated you yeah. don't fuck it up the last it, thing i want to do you know how hard it is to fix a toilet it's yeah. not hard, but for the purposes of this, let's pretend it's hard to fix a toilet. You think you know how hard it is to fix a toilet? Now what, you're going to go break one intentionally? No, thank you. I'm having a weird my brother, my brother and me scenario in which I actually know how to answer this, Oh, but it's not funny. Get a smaller tank? No, you fill up a two liter bottle full of water. You seal it up. You stick it in the back there. And uh-huh. that acts as a displacer for water, so Incorrect. not as much Incorrect. water fills up in the. Incorrect. It would displace the water in the tank, so you wouldn't it... need to fill as much water in the tank to fill the tank. Well, okay. Let me ask you this, Travis. I don't. Okay, in case you missed it, because Griffin edited it out, Travis just gave a thirty-minute dissertation <laughs> on why this would work, and I disagreed with him on the premise that if I thought it would be funny, and then it wasn't. So that's why you didn't hear it. But I don't think that you want to start. I understand that you think that displacing the water in the toilet tank would help fix this problem. Maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't. Do you really want to get into like the inner at some point someone made a decision that this is how much water it needs to do the things that it does. Mm. To, and I don't want to be in a position where I'm playing judge jury and executioner on on water levels in my potty. I need it to have all the water at once. Hmm. You know, I just feel like maybe we all just need bidets. I don't mind getting a little water on my business on my own terms. Mm. If we could all just never talk about our genitalia again. <laughs> that would be so good for me. I don't know what so I was thinking including this one. Me. It's just, I think maybe I just wanted to say hog splash. <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem now that summer has begun. I frequently ride my bike up and down my street during the good weather for some class exercise. What? However, since wait, hold on, what? What is class exercise? Maybe it means like classy exer- class exercise. <laughs> classic, classic exercise. Some classic good old fashioned exercise. Okay, whatever. However, since it's nice and warm, an ice cream truck frequently visits my street too. I've found that both of us, me and the ice cream truck man, travel in the same direction. When this happens, I turn around and head home, cutting my workout sesh a bit shorter than I'd like. I would try to pass the truck, but I don't have a stamina to maintain more than five to seven miles per hour for my entire street, approximately 3.5 miles. What should I do in the circumstance when we meet again? That's from Gmail. Please don't ask us to do long division when we're trying to do our comedy show, please. I cannot even like map this question out in my noggin. The problem is that this ice cream truck goes approximately the same speed, actually maybe a little bit slower than the bike. So when you meet up with them, 
it's one of those awkward situations where you can't get around them, they can't get around you, and now you're just like best friends with the ice cream truck, which doesn't seem that bad to me. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe what you do is you just roll with it, and you get them to lower the window. You do maybe a great Poupon joke to break the ice. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you find out sort of what they're all about. And now all of a sudden you got to – ice cream truck drivers need friends too. You think yeah. that they don't because they have the coolest <laughs> coolest <laughs> job on the block. But like, yeah, dude, fuck yeah. Especially if you could finally <laughs> no, discover tra- tra- for let's, me. Let's really – I feel like Juice got it and loved it, but you didn't. You had the coolest job on the block, ice cream. I, what do you mean? There's someone on my block that has a snow cone truck, and it's always in the driveway, and it's been a hundred fucking degrees. And every time I see it, I get so mad. Like, get out there, yeah. just, what do I, your job. What are ice cream trucks doing in like February? Are they like getting on like big like cross like cross transatlantic like ocean liners and going to where it's still hot? Are they like migrating? This, this week on my brother, my brother and me thrill as the oldest brother. Explained to the Miller brother about seasonal businesses. <laughs> <laughs> it's audio poison. Says what's the, ice, then what's the, the other ice brother? Truck driver. <laughs> what cider? What's ice cream truck driver doing the rest of the time? <laughs> Selling hot chocolate. Yeah, true. Are you just? Yeah, true. It sounds like. Hot <laughs> That's a good cherry gig. <laughs> a hot chocolate driver. truck. Yeah, and in the spring he sells lukewarm apples. In the, in the fall, it's all leaves, pretty ones that he found. Not he a lot of business. Them. That's not a good time for business because people can like pick them up anywhere. They can get them anywhere, but he put them in a Ziploc bag. Like, oh, okay, I get guess you, this is... get your pine cones. <laughs> <laughs> don't walk around all day collecting your own pine cones i'll give you a bushel full for five dollars god damn i wish it was hot <laughs> fuck <laughs> global warming can't come soon enough give it to me um the okay <laughs> first off let's talk about a hot chocolate truck because okay. Travis brought it up and now we have to live here for a second uh-huh what it would okay. be hard to drive around on icy streets, Justin. Yes, drive I around on icy this. streets full with a boiling hot liquid. <laughs> Standing in lines is another one that you don't necessarily want to be doing in that in that sort of temperature. You don't want to stand in line. But the good news is there will be no demand, mm-hmm. so you could probably roll up whatever. Why? Why wouldn't you're outside playing? Oh, I'm getting a little far. Oh, hey, it's the hot chocolate truck. You know what I mean? Like I think you would do. A lot of business. I'll tell you this, if it was an open sort of dumpster that they were hauling that was just chock-a-block full of this hot brown stuff, and then the Mm -hmm. smell was wafting through, and just there was a thick marshmallow layer floating on top, and you got that in the air, too, I would do anything to... Man, you just couldn't... It would be a sort of speed situation, though, where you just couldn't break, or else the cab cab would be destroyed. Drenched in that beautiful brown goo. Hey, listen, that's a good option for you, actually. If this truck was having to stop more for local kids, you could blow their doors. Yeah. Could you put some flyers around the neighborhood? Don't put any, like, logos on it because big ice cream will come for you. Just like a flyer that says, like, yum, ice cream, coming soon. And you know what I love about that, Justin? What you love about the first third of it? I don't know. Go Go ahead and tell me. I'll tell you in a second. I didn't have an outro. Okay. Thank you for saving me. It's mutually beneficial 
Like, this isn't a cruel prank you're playing on the ice cream truck, man. The ice cream truck man is going to do more business. Do more business. Yeah, right? We need more answers like this, where it's not like, oh, you're going to, like, fart in their face and run away. That it's like, here is this. How do you fix your problem and their problem? Because if they are maintaining a speed of five to seven miles per hour, they are not selling their ice cream. That's right. They're Yeah. I they're don't not, know much about wa- ice cream trucks. Gasoline. It's it ain't a business on the go. They ain't chucking it like the paper boy. Listen, you guys, help me write. I want to hear your flyers for ice cream. And remember, no brand names, no logos. We're not going to jail for this. We're just trying to gin up some interest in an ice cream truck that's coming through soon. So, what would your what would your flyer for ice cream say? Love hot chocolate trucks, but miss them in the summer. Good news. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's a great thing because you get a lot of cross promotion for your summer and winter business. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the pine cones. I don't know how you gin up interest in those in the pine cone business. My flyer would be very I mean sex sells, so I'm talking about a hot bod like Ryan Phillippe holding yeah. the cone of it would be soft serve, which would be probably false advertising because they probably don't have that in the truck, but you know, dripping dripping down the, the nucks and just as like creamy and then an arrow to where the truck is at any given time and i don't know how that technology works but yeah in a print in a paper i don't know how you yeah i tell you what i do it'd be a lot more effective than a flyers i'd probably write lyrics to the ice cream truck song that mm-hmm. plays um and just be peddled. i think most of them do do your ears hang low but I would write sort of ice cream themed lyrics like, do you want ice cream? It's a creamy, creamy treat. It's so creamy, soft. It's so creamy, sweet. We got it's a caduceus. We got push pops too. Come get your ice cream. Don't go to school. Okay. Come, what? All right. Come, come and get your ice cream. Eat it with your friends. When you eat ice cream, the cream never ends. Come and get all the ice cream that we have in our truck. You are going to love it now. You are, you're going to love this truck. Okay. <laughs> Okay, just kind of rough. Just rhymes with truck. Come and buy all the ice cream. It's a dollar if you want. In- <clears throat> what are you doing? What are you doing? What? He was You're like, like re- he was remixing. He was being your like hype man. I'm trying to like hype it, hype it, and remix. Oh yeah, it, you can beatbox think. alongside the truck too. This song. To <laughs> oh, that's what the low. yeah bicyclist person. You're gonna be this ice cream truck's hype man. Yeah. Um. You could also sing. It's really fun to make up ice cream lyrics. Have you guys ever tried? To make up ice cream lyrics? To, no. You're saying, well, uh, Juice, you want to try make up ice cream lyrics? Uh, yeah, I'd love to do that. Do an ice cream song to do your ears hang low. Um, you, do, you, do you want some cream? Yes, it's dreamy, screamy cream. And a chocolate flavor or vanilla bean or pistachio is good, but not as good as brown. <laughs> brown? That, we that classic brown. ice cream flavor, <laughs> brown? Do you want ice cream before you even ask? Yes, they do have brown, and it takes you to task. It's a tastiest flavor. It's a color. It is, too. And come get your brown stuff. Come on, doodle-doo. <laughs> do you have brown? Sorry, we're all sold out. No! Sold- it's the only one we mentioned by name in the, in the ice cream song. Uh, let's go to the money zone.
gonna tell y'all about Stitch Fix because hot damn, I have got some nice shirts. I've got some real nice clothing from the Stitch Fix. Uh, a lot of my wardrobe now. I got, I got, I'll tell you what, I didn't, I never really prioritized fashion in the summertime. It was more of a fall, winter, early spring thing for me. You know, I mm. like a long, I like a long pant and like a nice button down, you know, flannel or sweater, but I didn't really do it in the summertime. Stitch Fix has fixed my shit right up because they given me the short sleeve shirts and really nice shorts and just good looks all year round. Just because a sense of style can be elusive for some doesn't mean it's impossible to attain, you can discover the style you never knew you had with a little help from Stitch Fix. You just answer some questions about your sizes, your favorite styles, and budget, and your personal stylist will hand-select five brand-new clothing items just for you. I'm on, like, a like a four-box streak of keeping everything. Yeah, they have got my shit, too. like, dialed in. Uh, but if you don't can like Can I tell you, another thing that I really love about Stitch Fix is because of that personal stylist thing, there's a consistency to it, not yeah. just in quality, but, like, I just went to Louisville this past weekend and hung out with some friends, and I got complimented on my outfit, and I realized the shoes, the pants, the shirt, and the jacket I was wearing were from four different Stitch Fix, Stitch Fix boxes. Yeah, they all amazing. just work together so well. Like, um, but if you ever get something you don't, you're not feeling, you can send it back, and shipping is free both ways, and you only pay for what you keep. You get your fix whenever you want, or you can sign up to receive scheduled shipments. So hurry to stitchfix.com slash mybrother to get started now. If you keep all five items you receive, uh, you'll get 25% off your entire purchase. Stitchfix.com slash mybrother. Uh, I also want to tell you about Audible. I am an audiobook fan. No lie, no joke, no exaggeration. I prefer them to books. To, sure. to reading. And he, let me tell you why. Um, in this day and age, I find it hard to find time, especially like with, with BB and with driving around and, you know, just living my life. Hard to find time to like, I'm going to sit down and, and find time to read. But I can put on a, uh, you know, I can put on a book while I'm driving. I can put on a book while I'm working and listen to it while I'm typing away, working on stuff. And not only that, there's something I really love about listening to authors read their own books, especially when it comes to like memoirs and like that kind of thing. And Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet, will let you fill your summer with more stories. Like, here's, I will tell you, I was on a Sarah Val kick. I highly recommend Wordy Shipmates and Strange Fishes and uh, Lafayette and the somewhat United States. If you enjoy. Like, the characters from Hamilton, you will enjoy Lafayette in the somewhat United States. Um, and plus, Sarah Val reads the book mostly herself, but also, like, the, the quotes and stuff, are the parts, you might say, is done by, like, other performers. So, like, John Hodgson makes some appearances in there, uh, John Slattery makes some appearances in there. It's really great. Um, speaking of John Hodgson, Vacation Land um, is a really, That's good, a really good one. audiobook. Um, do you guys have any that you are thoroughly I've been listening enjoying? to, uh, uh, <clears throat> Room to Dream, the, the new, um, David Lynch memoir, mm-hmm. which he wrote with a traditional memoirist, I guess, is what you say? And then he writes, like, the response to the traditional memoir chapter, uh, and so it's like, you get, you hear a professional memoir person say, talk about the first years of... David Lynch's life as a young boy, and, uh, and then you hear about David, David Lynch uh, tells you a long story about when he hit a dead cow with a pitchfork and hit himself in the head because it bounced right <laughs> off for about 30 minutes. So it's, it's fantastic. 
Um, so go to audible.com slash my brother or text my brother to 500 500 to get started. Amazon Prime members can get Audible for just $4.95 a month for the first three months. That's like getting three months for the price of one. And after that, it's only $14.95 a month. Now, this offer ends July 31st, 2018. So do not wait. Go check it out. Go to audible.com slash my brother or text my brother to 500 500. Go check it out. Uh, well, we got some, uh, some Jumbotrons here as well. Uh, this, uh, this first one is taking credit for, uh, F-O-R, not the number, uh, is a new to the scene YouTube channel where four friends play video games, really dive deep into what can be considered a playable game. If you care for comedy and quality content, they've got it all. <laughs> That's all of it. That's all. I those two things that. is it. That's really great. Those if you two- like a lot. <laughs> oh uh, no, they don't say a lot. So if you like comedy and quality content, and they can't they guarantee a lot of it, then you're great. Think, they have all of it, though. Where's uh, that taking credit for? It's uh, just search YouTube for taking credit for all one word, and uh, you can catch it. It's also on Facebook and Instagram. I don't know why Justin didn't. Uh, Justin's beefing with with the book. Why did, I'm, I'm trying to like focus them down where this. I feel like this is going to help them the most. I I, I listen. You're right. They did say that in the ad, and I guess I should include that as well. That it's on they're on Instagram and Facebook, taking credit for all one word. Uh, go follow and subscribe. Here's a uh, another Jumbotron. This one's for Beth Curtin, and it's from Nicholas Bale, who says, "Hello, lava." Uh, since our no, it's good. Since our first date in a board it? game, yeah. Since our first date in a board game cafe, bonding over the antics of the McRoy Bros, you've been an amazing part of my life for over a year now and have never failed to make me smile. You're an incredible lady, and I love you. Here's some many more days spent playing video games and watching silly YouTube videos. Um, so this is a nice, sweet message, and uh, Char- uh, Charlie Bit My Finger is a great YouTube video. I don't know if y'all are looking for recommendations, but Charlie Bit My Finger is great. There's a kid, and he gets bit, and I guess he's from like a different country because his... Uh, voice is, dif- is different from mine and there's also history of dance have you seen the one with the the cat and it's acting really weird like a cat doesn't normally no. act no i've never yeah. seen it's that. really good i think if you just like search cat, cat in the weird. youtube search you'll find it sure so he's like charlie uh-huh bit. have you seen charlie bit my cat he does a whole series of charlie bit my blank and it's like, Charlie bit my textbook. Charlie bit my sandwich. That one's not that good. That's yeah. just a kid eating a sandwich. Every uh, They actually have a live stream now where both the kids are 30, and they just bite each other over two and over hours, again. For but two hours every day. It still sounds like While playing that. Minecraft. It still sound like that, though. Just like, Charlie. Charlie. Charlie bit cr- my style. Kind of a Christopher Walken. Like, Char- no, Charlie bit, bit me. That's Christopher Walken. They did one where Charlie bit my bite, and that was really weird, and I yeah. didn't care for it. He tried to bite, but he countered it with a counterbite. It's a great injustice that Charlie bit my finger has so many views, and oh, fuck, I can't believe you've done this, only has <laughs> like a million. True, yeah. It's not fair. He's from somewhere else, too. Uh, we got one more Jumbotron, though. Is that my turn? It is. Yeah. Okay. This is for current Jessica from past Jessica. Hey, Jessica, I know you're worried about a lot right now, but it's going to be okay. Everything always turns out all right in the end if you just wait long enough. Just keep waiting, and in the meantime, don't stop vibing and keeping it tight. Also, work on your thesis. Yes. That's great. 
Everyone should always be vibing it, keeping it tight, and just getting ready for that thesis. Because you may not think you'll need it right now. It'll creep up on you. Oh, you wake up in the middle of the night. Your thesis ain't done due tomorrow. You're going to have a real Bart's nightmare on your hands. Maximum Fun's new sci-fi comedy podcast, Bubble, is coming to San Diego Comic-Con on July 21st. At 1 p.m., Bubble cast members Travis McElroy, Cristela Alonzo, Eliza Skinner, Allison Becker, Mike Mitchell, Jordan Morris, and Danielle Radford will be signing autographs. Tickets are required, but free. Then at 5 p.m., the cast will participate in a panel moderated by Jesse Thorne, held at the San Diego Central Library. For more information, visit MaximumFun.org slash SDCC. Uh, so we have an exciting treat right now. Um, if you didn't listen to our Margaritaville premiere uh, debacle, was that fair? Calamity. Debacle? Yeah. Calamity. Yeah. Uh, we had an embarrassing moment with Mary Lou Henner, uh, a, a, a beloved stage and screen actress Mary Lou Henner, an author. We'll recount the incident in full detail during our discussion with you. That's a, uh, With her, that's a great thing to do, actually, if you have an embarrassing moment with somebody is to recount it in full detail. We don't need to do that because Mary Lou Henner has a perfect memory. But she was nice enough to come talk to us about that experience and give advice on your questions and so much more. So without further ado, here's our discussion with a uh, special guest expert, Mary Lou Henner. Folks, our very special guest expert uh, for this episode is star of stage and screen. And if I may say, American <laughs> icon, Mary Lou Henner. Mary Lou Henner, welcome to my oh, brother, my brother, I and me. I love you guys so much. Well, first of all, I love family, and uh, you know, you're just so funny. I just love your humor, and 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 I was saying to you before we started that my son, who's 22, just graduated from Northwestern, his friends. They all listen to you guys, and it has definitely helped my street cred with his gang. So thank you for that. Mary Lou, your first exposure to our wild, fun, <laughs> humor sensibilities was on the Margaritaville yes. red carpet, sorry, blue carpet, and which I asked you what your favorite sea creature was. You said Ursula, a perfectly acceptable response, and then I screamed <laughs> in your right face for no you. apparent reason other than... I was very, very nervous. As if you were a football game that just was very excited that his team had just gotten a big (laughs) touchdown or something. Well, thank you. Thank you. I I felt like, oh, oh, was that a funny response? I I was being very serious. One question. What do you think the scariest sea creature is? Uh, Ursula from Little Mermaid. Yes, Yes. that's a good answer. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Ms. Henry, you crushed it. What I think you were saying there was just like a teapot releasing some of his pressure (laughs) Of like being very nervous and you giving a very good answer. And so for Justin, it was just this moment of like steam escaping like, yes. Uh, <laughs> like, no. Well, it endeared you to me forever. The, the, the day we'd had, Al Roker screamed at us. The 60 Minutes guy screamed at us, <laughs> just yelled at our face. <laughs> it was a very difficult, challenging day for everybody. Well, come on. You know, red carpets are crazy. I mean, everybody's screaming at everybody and you never know if you're in somebody else's shot or, or you know, a, a tape recorder or whatever, microphone. And so what happens is you feel like, oh, I just said that answer. Did they hear it? Did they record it? Did they, you know, is that why they're calling me over? And nobody asked me about sea creatures, though. So you guys yeah. were original. 
So nice. Wait, no, hold on. Wait, nobody else? No. Nobody else asked you no. about sea creatures? No, they weren't clever. They asked the same stupid huh. questions all the time. So you guys have to come to getting the band back together opening night, though. It's August 13th. We have to arrange that. You have to do that. Yeah, now that you've seen what we can do, yes. like, it's... It's it, we got you got to have us. Oh my it's god! Just, now you've seen our raw talent on the red carpet. I know, and and the show is very much like you know about you guys. So yeah, the show's about Whoa. okay. Well, you wrote a show about <laughs> yeah, us. You didn't even know. That's how fast I I absorbed your you know sensibilities. <sighs> you brought up your show. Can you tell us about it real quick before we get into sure, helping sure, people? Sure. Yeah, we open August thirteenth at the Belasco Theater. It's called Getting the Band Back Together. It's about a guy who gets fired from Wall Street. He had this high school band. They won the Battle of the Bands in high school. He took off for you know Wall Street. He now has to come back live with his mom. That's the part I'm playing. It's and she's an ex rocker, hung out with Aerosmith and a bunch of other bands. So she's excited to have him home. They have to do another battle of the bands to beat the guy again that they beat last time. Uh, so they have to get the band together. One of the guys is is a dermatologist. One's a teacher. One's a cop. One has passed away. So they've got this sixteen year old pheno- phenom, and you know, so it's a battle. Oh. Of the, it's really oh. fun. I thought you were going to say so. They've got a ghost. When you said no. one passed away, I thought, and then there's a ghost bringing up the back and then of the band. A ghost. No, no, they have a a young guy who's ridiculous. I I hope he's got a long contract because they're going to, you know, he's he's a he's he's a phenom. He is. And the uh, the lead singer of the of the band is, if you guys remember, Keith Stone from the Keith Stone ads. I was so excited to see him back in the biz. And also, um, hey, Rock of Ages. He was in Rock of Ages. Oh, it was the original line. He's so good. Mitch Jarvis. He's amazing. He's just amazing. We should uh, we should hop into the questions oh, yeah. before we do. In did the you interest, get some good in the interest ones? Of, did you get some good questions? Uh, we, we did. Thank you to our, our listeners yeah, who sent some you. good ones in. And in, the in. in the interest of full disclosure, we should mention we have spoken on the phone before also, and it took all of about four minutes before you had us talking about our actual sex lives. So I'm <laughs> kind of buckled up, strapped in, yeah. ready to... Ready for whatever, for wherever this goes. Okay, so you we uh, asked people for questions about memory and posing mm-hmm. for a great photo, because these right. are both things that we are uh, completely wholly ignorant of. So we have a, a, <laughs> a wide array of questions. I'm going to get into the first one. Okay. I have a really good memory, particularly for names and faces, which often leads to people saying, hi, I'm so-and-so, nice to meet you, and me responded, I know, we've met before, and then recounting in detail our last meeting. People are always taken aback by how much I remember, and I feel like such a jerk. Do you have any advice on how to handle this better? Is there anything I can say in response that'll make the situation less awkward? Oh, that's from uh, Weirding People Out in Washington, D.C. We, we, we use handles here on the show okay. so people don't have to reveal their... They're shame. They really are. Okay. Well, first of all, maybe you should be tested by the people who do all the testing about uh, highly superior autobiographical memory because it sounds like you're somebody who really has an incredible memory. Because, you know, here's the thing. Most people don't remember anything. They remember 8 to 11 events within any given year, which is really kind of sad when you think about how many days there are in a year and a leap year. That feels like so many events to me. I can't remember 8 to 11 events a year. Mary Lou, I really live in the moment. You know what I mean? That's so it. Like. I mean, you hope you, you're living in the moment, but you can still record. It can still be recorded. We've just gotten really lazy uh, about recording. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I'm so lazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's I, I, this is what I think. First of all, you should celebrate the fact that you remember. And I think it's your tone. If you're very like me, 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 me about the person like, oh, you know, you're can we can we swear on this? 
It's a, oh, oh yeah. gosh, yeah. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. Right. okay. So if you're like, fuck you, I remember you, you don't remember me, that's not good. You know, what you should probably do is you should probably just be like, oh, no, remember this, and, 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 and try to prompt their memory. Because here's the thing. Everything anybody's been through is on their emotional hard drive, and they would will remember with a little prompting. So what you have to do is prompt them and sort of do a little memory, you know, uh, trip together. You know what I mean? It's like really fun when you get somebody going with their memory rather than taking like a superior position. So let me get this straight, Mary Lou. You say we we take the person, we we look in the person's eyes, we take uh-huh. their hand, and we and you say, "I know you think I'm a stranger to you, but I'm going to take you on a memory journey with me. <laughs> get in back, get in the back seat. We're going together. Yes. Philadelphia, 1987. Do you smell these? <laughs> these are French fries. What does this remind you of? <laughs> or you just you know you kind of have fun with them and stuff. I, I, I love doing this. People always, until I was on 60 Minutes talking about having an unusual memory, people always thought like, man, I must be really special to her. you know. But everybody's special to everybody. We just don't always remember that. So I think you should celebrate it. Get them involved in the remembering and uh, don't pick up on their, you know, don't insult them and then you won't pick up like you're being insulted. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, don't don't insult them is a pretty good general yeah. rule for other stuff <laughs> right. too. I've I found. Um, right. Yeah, I, you mentioned getting uh, tested for the like super autobiographical memory, and I was curious: is there a sort of Hogwarts like procedure where if you find out that you do possess this uh, superpower, you get to go to like a special academy and hang out with other like super memorable people? Well, there aren't that many. Are... There aren't that many people who have it, and we've only gotten a few of us have only gotten together once. But uh, it, it's funny you say Hogwarts because people and you saying, remember every second of that meeting, <laughs> yeah, the most me- remembered meeting ever. Yeah, it's fun. I, I you know, it, it, if you if you're if it's something you're born with, you sort of celebrate it anyway. Uh, but it's not like you go to Hogwarts. It's just that they do wire you, put you through an MRI, and take three hundred measurements of your brain, and they also put you. Uh, they see how the neural pathways fire up, and it's pretty crazy. You feel, and then when you see the MRIs, they're pretty nuts. That's actually what the sorting hat is doing. It is actually yeah. it is That's actually uh, giving you an MRI. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question for you. Sure. And if you can't answer this, I understand. But once your memory thing became public and came to light, uh-huh. how often have you been approached by intelligence organizations trying to recruit you as a spy? Oh. Has that happened? Have you done any spying for America? No, I wish. I wish. I wish somebody would like I mean, use okay. that part of my brain. But, you know. They have me memorizing lines instead and singing songs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you, de- you definitely, you definitely couldn't tell us even if you were. Yeah, but. that's definitely the answer <laughs> you would give even if you were. Yeah. Here's another question. Okay. Uh, they say, uh, hello, I just had to get my photo taken for the author's jacket flap on my first published book. Oh. I never get I never get my photo taken. Any advice on how you look so great in your pics? And that's from LCO. Okay, here's my theory on taking your picture. Do it a lot so that you're not freaked out when you only see it once. There are times when the lighting is bad, you're, it's the wrong camera angle, you don't, you know, you hate the photographer, the photographer shoots late, so you're coming down from an expression. I I mean, probably the best advice I ever got about taking a picture was from Burt Reynolds, who told us all the first day of Evening Shade that we all took pictures together. He said, when you take a photograph, you look into the camera lens 
and you feel like you want to fuck the photographer. And because if Whoa. you do, <laughs> no, because if you do, or I, I guess he's, there were little kids, so he said, you want to, you know, you love the photographer. If you, you want to hug the photographer. You hug the photographer. I, bet, I bet he still said fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did kind of. Uh, but it's like your eyes soften. You look like, you know, your, your face is relaxed. You feel like you're playing to the camera. So it, it really is important every time you look at the photographer and you feel like, I want you. How often do you get your photo taken, Mary? Oh. Like how many times a day should we do this? Probably yesterday, at least 50, 60 times. Wow. Oh, my God. I'm so far behind. You know what you have to do? You have to do it a lot. And here's the thing. Think of, like, the middle of the photograph as something that you turn into. So if you're on the outside, let's say you're on the right side of the frame, the camera. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the camera's pointing at you, and you're, it, it, on, and your right hand is, you know, you're on the far right of that photograph. Camera left, but... No, yeah, camera left, but, you know. Okay, I got it. I'm holding my camera up. You got it, you got it. All right, always tilt your body sort of toward the center because that's going to be better than if you turn away. I learned that from going on The Tonight Show and things like that. You always cross the leg toward the host because that's the center, you know. So I'm I'm posing in Skype. Is it sort of like this and kind of across arms? Well, well, first of all, you're by yourself, so it's a little different. But um, and okay. also you should face the light. I don't light know how more. to get another person in here. I got oh, yeah. my cat. Okay, I see. I see no. what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's say. Yeah. What you do is you you sort of move toward the center. You angle your body toward the center. I guess for me. What? But you can't see my biceps that I'm flexing there. If I turn, That's I lose true. the biceps. Oh, is no, the well, I don't. no, no, so no. Rad. Put your body, but put your <laughs> biceps like square square off your biceps to the camera. But put your tilt your body. To, no, you're to the <laughs> exact. I'm covering opposite. my face very low. This is good radio. I will say I feel very much like the listeners right now. I'm getting a wonderful audio experience. Here's my advice. Stop using filters because you're going to be so fooled by them. What you have to do is you have to just find the right kind of light and experiment with what your better side is, your better lighting is, because and, and try to stay on the inside of the picture rather than the outside. The people further out are always going to look distorted. Just a, a follow-up vis-a-vis looking like you want to uh, fuck the photographer. Um <laughs> It, for this specific example of getting your photo taken for a book sleeve or book yeah. cover, um, is that going to be troubling to the people who purchase the book and open it up and say, like, let's learn about the author? Wow. They really look like they want to have <laughs> sex with me, the person who's reading their book. Because that carries over to every other person who sees the photo. Yes. Doesn't everybody want to feel like they're wanted? Of course I mean, you know, you don't have to use the foul language, but you want somebody who's inviting to you and someone who looks like they like you and someone who feels like they're comfortable and their eyes are soft. Come on. You're going to start looking at all photographs and saying, did that person feel comfortable with the photographer? Are they sending something to the camera? All right. You know how there's this thing on Twitter right now called BDE? Do you know? Yes. Okay. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Now, what's I'm I'm completely ignorant of it, Mary Leonard. What is BDE? This, like, this bugs me. All right, let me just tell you. So there's this whole thing about people who have, you know, big dick energy, and they're talking about, oh, but women can have it too. All right, first of all, why don't we call it something else? So for years in my family, because I have two brothers, I grew up with two brothers, three sisters, we have always called it PF. It's PF. That's what we call it because it can be male or female. PF. PF. 
measures the sexual quotient of somebody, and it doesn't matter what they look like. It doesn't matter what their age is. It doesn't matter anything. It's like what radiates from them that makes you feel like, wow, that person really has it. And you can talk about it in a movie sense, like, oh, those two had no PF together, or a restaurant. Wow, that restaurant, devoid of PF, or wow, there was so much PF in that room. Okay, and what PF stands for, not BDE. Oh, yes, please. Oh, oh. Can you guess? I won't. I don't I want to. I can't. <laughs> Can I say things on this show? I can't. Say I, yeah. all things yes. are all right. permitted. So all right, I'll tell you the F is for factor. Popcorn. I, I think I it. need to know what it is. Was I don't it popcorn? Know what... Was it no. popcorn? No, it's penis factor or pussy factor. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right, so it's PF. And now oh, you have to I never see. say it again. Okay, or pumpkin factor. No, because I get a be- I get a, a latte at Starbucks sometimes, and I'm gonna think I wish this had some PF in it, <laughs> okay. and that's just yeah. the pumpkin factor pumpkin that factor. they add. What about just pubic? Just pubic factor. <laughs> pubic hey. factor. Like that would apply to everyone. <laughs> well, it's not as, as attractive a word as the other two. I think. No, it's, that, that, listen, it's definitely not. Yeah. Well, to uh, certain I to have, certain people, I bet, yeah. like Burt, Burt Reynolds, I bet would be a, a huge <laughs> for whatever reason. It just like resonates with me that he would find that very cool. Pubic factor? Or, he knows about PF. He knows about Listen, PF. there's kids okay. around, so I'm going to say pubic factor. I have another question about memory here. Okay. And this is a, I would love the answer to this one if you okay, have it. Sure. How do you stop remembering the most embarrassing moments of your life? That's from Lasting Middle School Memories from Los Angeles. Okay. We got a lot of questions to this effect. Also. Okay, here. Here's the thing memory is tied to adrenaline. So you always remember the highs and the lows. You always remember the good, great things that happened to you, whether like the birth of a baby or a marriage or the first kiss or a hot date or an award or promotion, things like that. And you're also going to remember all those low things, a bad breakup, uh, you know, uh, anything bad that happens to you, being embarrassed, whatever, a death in the family, you know, all the bad stuff, all the good stuff. It's what you when you really develop your autobiographical memory, you get to bring back all of those middle of the road memories that aren't really super tied to, to adrenaline. So that's why it's so good to develop that other part of you, you know, the, uh, the, the, the middle stuff, that your autobiographical memory. And so here's the thing. You're going to remember those things, but you, what you have to do is don't back away from them. You know, it's like if the more you see a scary movie, the more you understand like, okay, I know right around the corner this is going to happen and the less scary it becomes. People like back off from those memories and they don't want to look at them. But ignoring them is like saying, hey, uh, I'm reading this book. Something bad happens to somebody in chapter 10, so I'm not going to read chapter 10. It really informs the rest of the book. Did you have to work on your memory, Mary Lou, or did you just like realize like, whoa, I remember a lot more than most people? Well, at six years old, I used to fall asleep saying, okay, what did I do a year ago in kindergarten? What did I do when my, I was my little brother Lauren's age? You know, and I just, it was so easy for me that I just kind of had fun with it and would do time travel. And I still kind of do that with my life. You know, if I'm having trouble falling asleep, I'll go through, you know, where was I in my uh, second marriage? I, I'm in my third marriage. Where was I in my second marriage on this very same day? You know, or what was I doing when I was exactly to the day as old as my son or, you know, either of my sons? So, yeah, it, it was something that I had fun with. It wasn't like I had to work on it. Wait, if memory's tied to adrenaline, Mary Lou Henner, are you just like 
jacked on adrenaline twenty four seven. Like anytime we see you, is that the deal? Is are you just like Maybe. Pump, I don't know pumping out? Are you like skydiving constantly? <laughs> sort of a Jason Statham crank scenario <laughs> where you're just constantly stoked. I you know maybe I mean when I was a little girl, my mother took me to the doctors to say her clothes keep breaking at the seams. What's going on? And he said she just has a lot of energy. Her energy field. She just her you know, BDE is just BDE, off, off the PM. charts. Yeah right. right. <laughs> uh, I have a question okay. here. Uh, we- let's let's wrap up with this one. Andrew asked, and this may be not great, but Andrew asked, "What happened on April twenty fifth, nineteen eighty three? Why is he asking about that date? That I'm must be when he was born. Day. That must be when he was born. Yes. Okay. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Okay. Um, first of all, it it was a Monday." April 25th, 1983, right? Yeah, it was a Monday. Yes. And I was shooting the, the movie uh, The Man Who Loved Women in Los Angeles. Uh, Taxi had just ended, and I was doing my first project with Burt Reynolds. He, his name came up again. Uh, it was directed by Blake Edwards, and I played one of uh, a group of women that uh, was involved with him in the film. Why, I, it, so that must be his birthday. Must be. A special day. How, uh, how, about, uh, how about this one also? Because uh, that, that one was a shorty. Um <laughs> Juice, you have the question list up, right? Yes, I do. Uh, uh, it was a Monday. Holy crap. Oh, no. That's you can't amazing. stop me. No, I, I was on a radio show, and they were trying to give tickets away. And I, after 22 calls, you know, try to stop me, I'd say, just give away the damn tickets. My friends are going to be married and want me to officiate. Oh. Do you have advice for remembering a ceremony? That's for memorizing minister. So that's like, like a little harder, like groups of work, like a big chunk of text, which I guess is not unlike, you know, a monologue or, or right, soliloquy right, right. Yeah, or Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, write it from the heart and write it in bullet points first so that you remember the really important points. And then when you write it all out, you'll have the connective tissue. And also, one of the easiest ways to remember anything is to, like, concentrate on the verbs because the verbs really tell the story. And so if you, you know, like lines or anything like that, it was always easy for me, but I always gave this advice to other people. Write it out in your handwriting. Danny DeVito did this all the time. You'd find his Louis lines like all over the set, not because he needed to look at them, but because he would write them out and they would become part of him. He always felt like having them, you know, putting them through his body and using his um, handwriting, they would become part of him. So write it out in your own handwriting. Don't just put it on, uh, you know, if if you really want to remember and concentrate mainly on the verbs. But maybe you should really give them my the- three theories of marriage. You want to hear them? Okay. Okay. Yes, obviously. Right. Yes. These are my three theories of marriage. The first one is marriage is like making waffles. You throw the first one out. Okay. But that's bad. If all right. Okay. okay. All three of us here are, are on our first marriages. Okay, Go well, on. Then you have something to look forward to. Okay. <laughs> no. Number two is mar- number two is marriage. Marriage is finding that special certain someone you just know you'd love to aggravate the rest of your life because it's a little like you know what I mean. It's like you you like spar with that person when you have a really good marriage. And then the third theory of marriage, Saint Exupéry wrote it, but I added something to it. You know the guy who wrote The Little Prince. So this is what he wrote. You'll have a happy marriage when you realize marriage isn't two people gazing longingly into each other's eyes, but rather looking out over the mountain in the same direction. 
with their hands on each other's genitals. That's the part I added. Oh, because I, 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 I guess, guess, yeah, okay. It's I did guess be that. Vision and heat. Vision uh, and Mary heat. Mary Lou Henner is uh, uh, getting the band back together, <laughs> which opens August 13th. Yeah, August 13th, uh huh, at the Blast. We start uh, previewing, though, July 19th, and there are great ticket sales and everything else. You know, uh, it, the tickets yeah. are on, not only on sale, but they have like great deals going on for previews, especially. And uh, gettingthebandbacktogether.com, you can see that. There's uh, great music videos and clips, and you should hear of the show. Uh, the, all the clips that I've seen have been very fun, and I hope I get to see it uh, very soon. But Mary Lou Henner, thank you for joining us. We thank appreciate you. you being on the show. This was super fun. Thanks, okay, Mary Lou. Bye. Bye, you guys. Thank you. Bye. bye. Well, folks, that's going to do it for us. Thank you again to uh, Mary Lou Henner, our friend and an uh, amazing person. Ama- all around, all around amazing person. Go see. Uh, her show, Getting the Band Back Together, uh, opens uh, August 13th, I believe, but you can get tickets now. And you should, because uh, it has a uh, uh, it has a great cast and a great... Uh, you can see music videos and stuff on the website, and I'm sure Mary Lou Henner is great in it. We haven't seen it, but I'm sure she, she is. So, um, I want to tell real quick, so the graphic novel is coming out in like oh my God. a week, I think. Oh my God. Fuck me. Um, Everybody likes it. TheAdventureZoneComic.com. Um, if you haven't pre-ordered it, you can pre-order it now. I wouldn't wait too much longer. So get that. Um, and we're doing a book tour. So first, let me say, uh, the Cincinnati show is, I believe, July 18th. Um, and that's the one I think where we can still use some more people uh, to come check that out. <laughs> it's a fun way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> I like thinking about it like we're like we're waiting for volunteers, and it's like well, we still need a few more people in that one. Um, so if you want to come, the cost of the ticket also includes a book, um, a copy of the book, specifically our book, not just some general book. Um, and we're gonna have some surprise guests at the show to help us with a reading. So it's gonna be super fun. It'll be like a Q and A reading style discussion, not like our traditional sort of live yeah. shows for the Adventure Zone, but uh, mostly focused on the book. Um, and you can get tickets for that at McElroyShows.com slash tours. Also, so we are doing uh, one of the book tour stops is at San Diego Comic-Con. And the venue that we got, um, you know, because it's Comic-Con and we didn't have a ton of options. Unfortunately, the venue we got to be able to get as many people in as possible is standing room only, which is admittedly a bummer. Um, but what we've done is we've set apart, it's in kind of three sections, three different levels. The bottom level, the ground level that's closest to the stage is going to be designated as like a sitting area. So people can sit on the ground if, if they so choose, if that would be more comfortable for them. So if you want to bring like something soft to sit on, do, but remember that like, it's first come first serve. So we can't guarantee that everyone's going to be able to sit there, but we wanted to have at least some room. We would also say like, if you're totally cool standing, then don't worry about it. Take one of the other two sections and leave room for people that need to sit. Um, and we know that it's not ideal, but we really wanted to be able to get as many people in at San Diego as possible. So this is where we're at. So if you got tickets, It'll be nice. Just, yeah, it'll, be, it's gonna it'll be, be intimate. It'll be like a fucking Decemberist concert. You'll be like sitting there on the floor, just like how how like kinky. And also, uh, there is ADA seating, 
So if if you need uh if you need that, that's also first come first serve, but you can call ahead to the venue to make sure and like work with them and make sure that there's room for you. So that is also available. We so. realize we are narrow casting pretty hard right now, but this is the first time we've kind of run into this situation, so we're trying to get the get the word out. Yeah, we just want to make sure everybody has the best time that they can and we're trying to look out for you. And thank you for coming to the show. I should also say that. We really appreciate it. It's going to be super fun. The San Diego show, all of them are going to be fun. I'm really, really excited about it. Oh, and also along those same lines, we're also doing a bunch of different like book signing events at local places like here around Cincinnati, around Huntington, around Austin. Uh, Carrie is doing one up in New York. And you can find those two on macroshows.com slash tours. Yeah. Uh, also, we are doing some live shows in Mabim Bam. Tickets are still available in Orlando and Atlanta. That's all at macroratios.com slash tours. And Trav's doing a bunch of con appearances uh, also at SDCC and Gen Con and Dragon Con and a bunch of places. Uh, I'll that- post all, all the schedule for that all on macroratios.com yeah, too. And also, we got a merch store. If you've never been to it or haven't been to it lately, we're updating it. We got a uh, a monthly pin that we're sort of rotating in and out. Um, the one for July. What is the one for July? It's the cool baby pin. It's, it's the cool it's baby cute. pin. Um, very cute. Uh, it's very cool. Uh, so all of our stuff is at com. so go check that out. Thanks to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. You can go to MaximumFun.org and check out all the great shows there. Uh, shows like Stop Podcasting, Your Self and Switchblade Sisters and Story Break, uh, all at MaximumFun.org. And if you want to see more stuff we do, it's at McElroyShows.com. The episode of Bubble that we are on just came out, episode four. So you can check that out. Uh, That was very, very fun. Uh, And yeah, thanks to John Roderick and The Long Winters for the use of our theme song and sort of parts off the album, Putting the Days to Bed, which is a good song, good album, good band, good time, great oldies, this (laughs) album. (laughs) Uh, You want that final? Yeah, you know I do. So it was sent in by Tessa. Thanks, Tessa. It's Yahoo Answers user question mark. I'm going to call him Chip asks. I don't think I've ever seen a toucan. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hi, this is Jake Keith Van Stratton, host of Go Fact Yourself here on the Maximum Fun Network. On Go Fact Yourself, we take the smartest people we know and make them look dumb. Oh, by the way, how much do you know about chicken husbandry? You gotta give them that grain. <laughs> All right. You gotta give them that grain. And then smart again. What future Hall of Fame pitcher for the Cleveland Indians became the first active player to enlist? Bob Feller. When- oh, okay. <laughs> We've got me... Co-host Helen Hong, plus celebrity guests and actual surprise experts. In the coming weeks, you can hear guests like Maria Bamford, Tom Bergeron, Paul F. Tompkins, Janet Varney, and Grant Imahara. And if you're in the New York area, come check us out live. We're doing two shows there on July 21st and July 22nd. Go to GoFactorPod.com for tickets and more. We'll see you in New York or on the first and third Friday of every month here on the Maximum Fun Network.